0: The Payson Council of the Knights of Columbus is proud to underwrite this special edition of Catholic Vitamins. Ever since the Knights were founded in 1882, we have maintained a consistent emphasis on pro-life activities. We believe that today's Catholic Vitamins interview will help illustrate how Knights in Action promote the gospel of life in an outstanding manner.
1: Welcome to Catholic Vitamins, your dose of spiritual supplements from A to Z. Catholic Vitamins, specially formulated to help you achieve optimum spiritual health. It's time to energize your faith, forget what lies behind, and press on toward the goal.
2: We've already won.
1: Here are your hosts for Catholic Vitamins, Deacon Tom Fox and his lovely wife, Dee.
2: Well, hi everyone, it's Deacon Tom. And Dee. We're so very glad you're with us for this special Catholic Vitamin show. It's Catholic Vitamin... V, or viable. We'll have a definition from biology of that vitamin, but you can guess what it is. It's a pro-life vitamin for sure. It is, and our guest will be Joe Dalton and and Anita Christie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so Joe Dalton is the uh, chief executive officer of the Rolla, Missouri Pregnancy Resource Center, and we have a wonderful story to share with you there, which is a story of the contribution of the Knights of Columbus to the work of that pregnancy center, and about one success story. We'll get into that in just a moment or two. Dee, what's the show number?
1: We are episodes 469 on the World Wide Web and our local radio station. It's episode 117.
2: All right. All right. Well, here's how the...
1: I should say our local Catholic radio station. Oh, yes. Yes. And pro-life
2: radio station. Yes. Um, Here's how this all came together. Dee happened to get to a Knights of Columbus magazine before I did a little unusual but you found an article inside the article is entitled Journey of Faith A KFC family <clears> that's <throat> Knights of Columbus family helps a young mother to choose life return to God and find love a lovely young lady in this picture D with a sweet looking boy mm-hmm. And her name is Faith Major. She's holding her son. Uh, this picture was taken in 2019. Her son, Noah. Yeah. And um, so this is a beautiful, beautiful story of the importance of the pro-life ethic and about success stories that can happen through the love of people working for life and uh, the contributions of the Knights of Columbus. <clears throat> D. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had a big snow recently, didn't we? Oh my gosh!
1: Another one. is like I almost uh, equals the one we had two years ago.
2: So for those who are listening to us in Abu Dhabi or in Italy, Pescia, Italy, our friend Joe. Um, you know, we're in north-central Arizona, and everybody thinks that Arizona is 120 degrees, which it, it is down in Phoenix. <laughs> in the summertime. In the summertime. <laughs> but we're up in the mountains at 5,000 feet, and uh, we enjoy four seasons, but we uh, need moisture. We just didn't need 20 inches of snow at one time. Yeah, I
1: don't know why God seems to think that we should get it all at once. <laughs>
2: Well, that's what yeah. happened, and we should not uh, try to outthink the Lord. <laughs> no, and we're, and we're not going to complain about it because no, we need it so badly. No. But it was really, really beautiful. Uh, it did have us snowed in for a couple days. I think Dee said.
1: We had, up, we had between 15 and 20 inches at least. I measured, the last time I measured it was 15, and it snowed more after that.
2: Yeah, and uh, her car didn't run for several days what, four or five days, six right. days? And um, we couldn't get out. And we had, we're kind of down in an, uh, a depressed area. How will I say this? There's, We're down at the lowest level of the street that we're on. Right. And at the other ends of both ends of the street, it's up higher. huh. And so the people up higher somehow got someone to shovel them out or to plow them out, and they were able to get out of their houses.
1: But nobody thought about us down here.
2: <laughs> so, so we sat here. D, you and I got to be like honeymooners again in this sense. We were together 24-7,
1: 24/7.
2: <laughs> for hours and hours, but uh, we enjoyed it. And um, we're telling you folks this because we love to prattle about our life and our the importance of our faith in our lives. Our uh, slogan since the very beginning has been to nourish faith from A to Z, And uh, this is Catholic Vitamin V for Viable, and we will be back.
3: You are not a burden, you're a blessing to love. You are not a burden, you're a blessing to love. You are not a burden, you're a blessing to love. The gift of your life is worth each sacrifice. The gift of your life is worth each sacrifice. The gift of your life is worth each sacrifice. Every life is worth each sacrifice. You are not a burden, you are a blessing to love. You are not.
2: Well, that was Danielle Rose from her "Culture of Life" album. Danielle Rose has always been a, fi- a friend of Catholic Vitamins D, and um, it's it's we, yeah, we have interviews with her going way back. We do, and she's said some very nice things about Catholic Vitamins. We've used our music on many shows. So I uh, received a, um, an email from Danielle just coincidentally as we were beginning our planning for this show. And I said, um, we are just starting to put together our next Catholic Vitamins podcast and radio show, and it features an interview based upon a baby's life saved by the beautiful work at Arala, Missouri Pregnancy Center. I interviewed the director and CEO, and so our show is a pro-life show, and we're going to be featuring a few of your songs from your Culture of Life album it uh, was already in my plans. We love your work in ministry. Help us, let us help you with your new album when it's ready. And then she wrote back, "Are you
1: kidding? That is so special and melts my heart. Prayers for the fruitfulness of your beautiful, beautiful Fiat to Jesus. I will let you know when it's ready," meaning the album. Yep, yep. the new album. Love and prayers, Danielle.
2: So, uh, we're very pleased to promote pro-life. We're very pleased to have the support And the underwriting of the local council of the Knights of Columbus, in a moment or two, we'll hear a message from one of the fourth degree members of the local council. And if you are listening to this in another state or someplace, we are doing this to help you promote the idea of supporting the Knights of Columbus and having them support the culture of life in your state. Right now, life is under attack in so many ways, and uh, we really need the support. Babies in the womb need the support, and people at the late ends of their life need your support, for sure.
1: And isn't it right right this minute, this day that we're recording, is the Pro-Life March in Washington, D.C.? It
2: could be. Yeah, it could be, for sure. We've done ours here, and we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Well, we had a nice holy thing that we participated in, Dee, and let's give a little background to this so our listeners will know why it happened. Father Vieira, our pastor at Holy Nativity Catholic Church, he uh, wanted to celebrate a Mass. What day was that? Was that Thursday? Thursday? Yeah. He wanted to celebrate a Mass, but there was so much snow in the parish parking lot that he had not been cleared yet. And so he decided that maybe he would do a Mass in the home, but there was nobody at his house because his wife was working Mm -hmm. and his daughter was working. And uh, he had wanted to let me know that there would be no Mass so I wouldn't go over and try to be a deacon for the Mass. And then he said, just kind of spontaneously, would you like to do a Mass in the home? And I said, here, at our home? And he said, yes. So uh, within an hour, he was over at the house, and um, he brought his portable altar. He wanted, to, he wanted to see how that would work out. It was just absolutely beautiful. And I know some people might say, you know, well, why did you get the honor of it? It was just sort of snow and circumstance and Father's desire to celebrate a mass. And uh, <laughs> i sh- I don't mean to be disrespectful at all, because it was beautiful, it was holy, and we were able to receive the Eucharist. But you took one picture and you said, oh, our dog is attending Mass. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that? Yeah, I did. I took it as he was getting
1: ready for preparing for the start of Mass.
2: If you're interested, maybe we could get Dee to post (laughs) a picture of father in his vestments in front of his portable altar. I think my words were as I took the picture
1: and then I looked at it and went, oh, look, there's a dog in
2: church. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dear friends, we have a message from our fourth-degree knight, Pete Domes, who uh, helped garner the support of the local council, and uh, he has a good message for us. And after that, we'll go into our interview, this beautiful pro-life story that we've been talking about, that we heard about from Rolla, Missouri.
0: The Knights of Columbus are a Catholic men's service organization often described as the good right arm of the church. Here in Payson, Council 9995 of the Knights provides money and manpower for charitable and service projects. Recently, you might have seen our 20-foot-long Protect Unborn Life banner at Payson's March for Life on January 23rd, unfurled at the corner of Beeline and Main. The paramount value of the Knights of Columbus nationwide is the promotion of a consistent ethic of life. The Knights emphasize and uphold the inherent dignity of every human from the moment of their conception to the natural end of their life. The Knights are fearless in this, unafraid to call out the rich and the mighty when such people advocate or engage in abortion, euthanasia, immoral sexual activity, or genocide. Patients, Knights of Columbus are pleased to help underwrite KPIH and proud of the pro-life work done locally by this radio station. If you would like to learn more about the Knights, just ask the pastor of St. Philip the Apostle Church or the pastor of Holy Nativity Church. We also thank you for your support of KPIH.
2: Next up on Catholic Vitamins, I'm on the phone with Joe Dalton in Rolla, Rolla, Missouri. Joe, welcome to Catholic Vitamins.
4: Oh, thanks for having me, you Deacon.
2: So um, our show today is sponsored by the local council of our Knights of Columbus, and we were very pleased to read the story that we're going to get into during our interview time today. You and your wife, Jane, are with the Pregnancy Resource Center. She's busy today uh, during this interview time with some pregnancy, um, excuse me, some abortion-minded women, and she may join us later, but I'd like to go through the story of that we read about in the Columbia Magazine, the uh, national publication of the Knights of Columbus, about um, a young woman, Faith Major, who uh, was someone that your wife discovered and she was uh, found to be uh, unexpectedly pregnant. And uh, she was a college student. So that's the beginning of the story that I read. Could you tell us a little bit about how Faith and your wife got started?
4: Well, sure. When Faith uh, first came to our pregnancy center, she was actually quite happy to be pregnant. Um, She was engaged at the time. Uh, She was in college, um, and she was looking forward to being a a mother. So she literally um, saw an ad on the Internet for free ultrasounds or pregnancy tests. So she came in for an ultrasound, and that was the beginning of our discussion. So, but when she told everybody that she was pregnant, everybody, especially her fiance, w- were completely against it. And we're telling her to have an abortion. Uh, uh,
2: <clears throat> so, um, we'll get to the outcome of this story. Tell us a, <clears throat> a little bit about the pregnancy resource center and how it got started.
4: Sure. We were founded in 2006, shortly after we moved to Rolla, Missouri, um, but it, it was a, a group of folks that started to meet in our home, and when, uh, when it all shook out, the board members that were left, the people that became our board of directors, were all members of our council. So uh, liter- literally, our council founded the Pregnancy Resource Center of Ralla, that's how it turned out. So. Uh, is it
2: a busy center?
4: We for a small town we are well it's not a small town we're a small city I guess you would classify we have twenty thousand people and we do have a um, a university here so that really keeps us hopping it's Missouri S and T uh, but we we see a little over five to six hundred between five and six hundred women per year and uh, about eighty percent of them are considering abortion so it's, it's busy for us
2: for sure for sure <clears throat> now you mentioned an ultrasound machine how did that come about.
4: Right. This, the second ultrasound, well, the first ultrasound machine we purchased outright, and that was back in 2006. But um, more recently, five years ago, our nice of Columbus Council locally raised the funds to purchase an ultrasound machine. And the way it works is if your local council raises half the funds, Supreme matches the other half. And, and so we ended up with a free ultrasound machine. This is just about five years ago.
2: What kind of dollars are you talking about, broadly?
4: Uh, this machine costs us a little over twenty six thousand. Oh
2: my heavens! Oh.
4: Well, uh, that's really good. If you if you if you go into the market to look for them, most of these ultrasound manufacturers know what the pregnancy centers are doing. So we literally pay about half of what like a regular doctor's office would pay mm-hmm. because of what we're doing. <clears throat> and is the machine used quite a bit in these days? Oh yes, yes. Um, um, I don't have the figure in front of me, but six, six to eight hundred scans per year.
2: Oh, my. How wonderful. And what's the usual reaction, if you could summarize, when a pregnant young lady or someone middle-aged, what, what's the reaction to seeing the ultrasound?
4: Most of the time, it's shock. Uh, most most of the time, it, particularly early on, they don't expect to hear a heartbeat or see the heartbeat. Um, they're shocked by that. Um, you know, there's a, I believe there's an instant bonding that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's um, it's kind of like the beginning of that maternal instinct for a first-time mother to be able to see and hear their baby.
2: So um, we started our story, our time together, uh, the interview, talking about a young lady named Faith Major. <clears throat> she was... She found herself to be pregnant, and, um, can you tell about the journey that she made to giving birth?
4: Yeah, so, um, she was, um, split up with the the ex-fiance, of course, because he was trying to force her to have an abortion. She chose life, courageously chose life, and she came back to the center, um, totally different person two weeks before we had seen her and she was very happy to be pregnant but uh, she came back very upset and uh, so my wife who's a master certified life coach walked her through it and basically um, said okay what do you want what do you want for this child what do you want for your life and she said that she wanted to have have her child she wanted to graduate from college she wanted to be successful she wanted to be able to give things to her son that she didn't have Um, and my wife said okay Um, at the time Faith was um, um, homeless as well so um, basically couch surfing as as she would call it from from couch to couch but she was technically homeless so Jane offered to move her into the maternity home and that is what began her process Uh, she's quoted saying that you know that's when God started to turn her into the woman that he designed her to be.
2: Uh, tell us about the pregnancy home that you just mentioned.
4: <laughs> right. So it's, uh, it's, it's part of our organization. It's called Bridges. But Bridges is a, um, a maternity home, but really it's a transitional home. It takes these women from homeless and pregnant to, on the other side, self-sufficient. So when they leave us, they're on their own two feet paying their own bills no food stamps no HUD housing they're literally on their own um, so uh, but they can stay there as long as they need in order to get to that point point. and really the secret sauce behind the whole program is my wife developed a curriculum called my ridiculously amazing life that literally walks them through how to set goals ha- has them <laughs> achieve those goals step by step um you know, it might take two two or three hundred steps to get to that big goal that she wants, but by golly, we're going to show you step-by-step step how, to, how to get there. Um, so it's really a miracle to see these women, how they first come to us, and then when they leave, um, graduate college and get a good job. It's just a totally different person. Oh,
2: how wonderful. Um, has this been looked at by other pregnancy homes or uh- Pregnancy Resource Centers, you might call them, in other locations, it sounds like a wonderful program.
4: Yes, there is a plan to share. Jane is, uh, that's my wife again, Jane dalton but uh, she's having it published now, so that's a lengthy process, but there's three volumes of the curriculum, um, but it's in the process of being published, and then we will offer it um, offer it to other maternity homes, so it's really been um, a dramatic change for us, for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
2: I would imagine that the young women coming into this setting come from a lot of different environments. Are they all willing to sign up for this, or do they have to sort of come to faith about it?
4: Well, that's a really good question, Deacon. Uh, They have to make a huge commitment, and no, they don't all sign up, uh, because they have to work at this. And some of the things we require them to do, they don't want to do. Like, for example, they have to work. And they have to save half of their income it's a requirement they they you know they um, they have to go to school they have to better themselves there's a lot of things it, but it's not an easy thing they have to really want it so um, and the ones that want it boy they they really excel one one of the programs we have is um, a financial program that takes them to a debt-free place and um, it is crazy how they they get a little they get started and they get so excited about becoming debt free that they just keep going and going and going. It's really beautiful to watch.
2: Just as a side note, <clears throat> Joe, how is it that you're able to participate in the Pregnancy Resource Center along with your wife?
4: How is it that we're paid? Is no, no, question? no,
2: no, no. How is it that you're able to do this? I mean, it's a, a gift to have a husband and wife.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, we've worked together side by side for 23 years now. Oh full time. And it's been it's been full time pro life work the whole time, but it's um Thanks be it's been um, it's most of the time it's very very wonderful. A lot of people look at it and say how do you do that? But yes, most of the time it's very wonderful.
2: And are are the Knights <clears throat> still involved in supporting the pregnancy resource center? <clears throat>
4: They are. Um, our local council, uh, 2627 at St. Patrick's Council, um, is very involved. They are um, active volunteers, both the maternity home and the pregnancy center. Um, financially, to a tune of over $5,000 a year, they're donating just to, to help us along, to help us with our, whatever we need, our budget, corporate sponsorships, whatever.
2: Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Now, the young lady that we've been talking about, Faith, she she lost someone that she thought she was going to spend her life with, but I understand that she met someone that has the same last name as you do, coincidentally. I don't know how that happened. Do you want to talk about that?
4: Sure. So, um, yeah, our son Gabriel actually met her when she first moved into the maternity home, Um, and then, you know... She was hanging out with us, um, but uh, what happened was, um, as, she, as in her journey of faith—that's um, kind of funny to say that—that's the name of the article too. In her journey of faith, she—one um, of the things we did is we went to Washington D.C., participated in Babies Go to Congress, that's sponsored by Heartbeat International. But um, I mean, it was really cool. We got to go to the White House and everything. But wow. what what got to her was the march itself it's a, it's a over the top Catholic event. I mean, there's all denominations represented, but you can't go there and not feel Catholicity. Um, so she was, um, she was moved by that. And I think while we were there, five different bishops blessed her, um, which was kind of cool. Uh, so we, we get done with the march. She's interviewed on EWTN and we, um, we're on the way home, flying home and she starts to ask us a lot of questions about our faith. And, um, just on fire. Um, she, uh, so she started the journey to become Catholic, um, which was beautiful. Um, she started to go to Mass with us, and Gabriel, our son, who had um, been away, he's a certified welder, he was in Minnesota on a job, and he came back. And when he came back, um, she apparently was praying one day, after, after, I guess this is before communion, but she said, Jesus, you know, um, you said if I became Catholic, you would bring me a husband. Where is he? <laughs> and, uh, later on, uh, her son Noah was very fidgety. So Gabriel offered to have, let me take him to the back so you can go receive communion and peace. So he did that. And afterwards she comes back and they're, they're kneeling and praying in the Blessed Sacrament chapel in the back. And it was a miracle moment for her where she realized, oh, my gosh, this is the one. He's been here all along. Uh, The the beautiful end of the story is Faith in this journey um, has also become my daughter-in-law. And Noah is my grandson, which is the best gift, best gift in the world.
2: Amen. How absolutely beautiful. So, um, gosh, we've covered the arc of this story from Faith, a college student who unexpectedly became pregnant and um, didn't have any support. It sounds like she didn't have a home situation, and um, she's come all the way full circle to becoming Catholic, <clears throat> giving birth to her son, of course, and, uh, and now being a part of your family. Um, let's go back to the center for a few moments. What do you do for staff for the pregnancy resource center?
4: Sure, we have um, seven full-time employees and two part-time employees, um, and then we have a host of volunteers. But um, we're um, we're different than most pregnancy centers because we don't. Our volunteers don't really have direct contact with our clients. We have a program where we. Uh, don't do counseling, we do life coaching. So anybody that even talks to an a abortion-minded client on the phone or in person has to be a certified life coach uh, and trained specifically to do what we do.
2: What, what does that mean, certified life coach, please?
4: So it's a different, it, it, the basic, the, the clearest way to describe it to you is um, comparing it to a counselor. What a counselor does in an abortion-minded situation is the counselor trying to sway that person to think the way the counselor does and to make a decision the counselor would make. Um, What a life coach does is just basically takes them down a path, helps them by asking powerful questions, helps them to dig deep within themselves and then they make their own decision um, which is powerful and what uh, it's powerful because when they leave here they don't flip back because it's their own decision but also, um, you know, what it's really deep within themselves because the coach has helped them to get there. Um, most of the women that come to us just found out they're pregnant. They are they found out less than 24 hours ago that they're pregnant and they're considering an abortion. My goodness. Um, they spend more time deciding what kind of cell phone they're going to buy rather than <laughs> they're going to kill this child or not. Um, so, you know, we firmly believe that nobody really wants to kill their baby. They feel that they just don't have any other choice. But when they, so when they did, the, the life coach digs deep to, you know, to, to, to get what they really feel, of course they don't want to kill their own child. Of course they don't. Um, so that's, that's, in a nutshell, how it works differently.
2: Okay. <clears throat> All right. As we move towards a wrap-up, um, I think you told me something when we first talked on the phone that you had a little bit of sensitivity to, uh, clergy being in the family, you want to say a word about what you meant by that? <laughs>
4: um, my daddy was a, a deacon here, and well, we lived in St. Louis, so uh, it, it was a, a beautiful, beautiful thing for our family to be able to, when our children were young, to be able to go to Mass and hear Grandpa preach. Uh, <laughs> just um, a lot of epic and wonderful memories. So, I have. A tremendous, tremendous respect for the, uh, for, the for, for all clergy, but especially the academic.
2: Oh, how wonderful. How wonderful. Well, uh, listen, let's get some contact information. <clears throat> it may be that someone would want to reach out to you or to the center or to your wife for some reason related to what we've covered in the interview. So can you give us some contact information?
4: Absolutely, and, and, and you know what? We always need support, so I would ask our people to consider prayerfully donating to us as well. But um, our telephone number is 573-368-5700, and our website for, for donors is www.supportmytrc.com. That's supportmytrc.com. Wonderful. Wow. <clears throat>
2: And would there be an email address or some way that they can send a message if they wanted to reach out to you by email?
4: Absolutely. They can, uh, they can email me directly at joseph at prcrala.com. That's P-R-C-R-O-L-L-A.
2: Uh, um, <clears throat> all right. Well, Joe Dalton, thanks very much for the blessing of your time today to cover this wonderful story, heartwarming story beautiful story and what we pray for all the time when we pray for life so uh, prayers from around the world have helped to bring about this beautiful ending in in uh, your situation along with your dedication and your wife and the local council of the Knights of Columbus I want to thank you for the time today and we'll keep you in our prayers
4: Thank you so much Stephen God bless you
2: it was a real joy to spend time with Joe Dalton of Rolla, Missouri, and the Pregnancy Resource Center. We're very grateful for his joyous support for life and for the story of Faith Major, the young woman who changed her life completely. That music that we went out of the interview with was from Danielle Rose, her Culture of Life album, and that song was... um, little flower. It reminds us of the quote of Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, how can there be, excuse me, how can there be too many children? That is like saying there are too many flowers. Well, the uh, vitamin for this show is viable, Catholic vitamin V for viable. If you look up the definition of that word in biology, relating to a cell capable of surviving, living successfully, especially under particular environmental conditions. And in the case of what this show is about, that those uh, conditions are the mother's womb, protect the child at any cost, any and all cost. So... Time for a few moments with Tony Agnesi, our regular contributor on Catholic Vitamins. He was uh, visiting here in our community some years ago. You've heard, oh, maybe a year and a half ago, you've heard me talk about that. It was a real joy to have him, and we hope to have him back. Here's Tony.
5: A few years ago on Ash Wednesday, I attended a noon mass at a downtown church near our local university's campus. As I sat down, a small group of students sat in a row with me. We smiled, and as Mass began, I could tell that they were there for the first time. I helped the young girl next to me find the opening hymn and the readings for Mass, and she did the same down the row as everyone nodded to me their thanks. As I looked around the church, I could tell that they weren't the only non-Catholics at Mass today. When the time arrived to distribute the ashes, I stood, and they followed me down the aisle to the distributor in our section. Remember, you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. The words spoken, and each student received their ashes. They made their way back to the pew, and Mass continued. And at the conclusion of Mass, I had the opportunity to speak with each of them. Are you Catholic? I asked the first young lady. No, she replied, I'm a non-denominational Christian. Of the four students, only one was a marginal Catholic, having been baptized as an infant but raised in a family that didn't practice their faith. And the two remaining were agnostic. Well, what brought you to Mass today, I inquired. The ashes, they responded in unison. Well, what about the ashes, I asked. Well, they explained that there's just something about the concept of Lent that is very appealing to us. The dying to self, the giving up of something we take for granted, things that others might not have. The idea that for a period of time, we reflect on our lives and what is our purpose in life, and that's very appealing to us. Wow, I thought, young people are always searching, searching for some meaning to their lives, searching for the answers to life's biggest questions. And you know... If they're going to find the answers, this is a great place to start. For 40 days, we are asked to die to self, to rend our hearts, and return to the Lord, to pray, fast, and give alms. We sat in church and talked for half an hour after Mass. We discussed the great homily the celebrant gave. We talked about Lent, ashes, and what lies ahead, the life, death, and resurrection of of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As they left the church, they thanked me. And in return, I thanked them for restoring my faith in their generation. At least these four really got the message. You know, there's power in those ashes. I'm Tony Agnesi.
3: Hello, this is
6: Danielle Rose, Catholic singer and music missionary, found at www.daniellerose.com. And I'm wondering if you've been taking your Catholic vitamins, join Deacon Tom and the lovely Dee, and get just the right nutrients for your faith from A to Z.
2: Well, we've met on the phone with some folks who are very pro-life and doing God's work in Rolla, Missouri. We now bring you into our community here in North Central Arizona. I'm on the phone with Anita Christie. She's the executive director of New Beginnings Pregnancy and Parenting Center right here in Payson, Arizona. We've been working together to try to get the message of life out on KPIH, RIM Catholic Radio. And I wanted Anita to share a few words about our pro-life work in the community, her pro-life work in the community. Anita, welcome to our show.
6: Thank you, Tom. It's great to talk with you.
2: Amen. Amen, for sure. Well, uh, first of all, let's just start. Can you do an overview, a short overview of the New Beginnings Pregnancy and Parenting Center?
6: Yes. Um, So New Beginnings Pregnancy and Parenting Center here in Payson was started in 1994. It is a Christian pro-life organization all of our services are free and we try to reach um uh, a a broad spectrum of people obviously we are interested in reaching anyone who is pregnant whether it's a welcome pregnancy or not and um we surround this individual with um uh, love and and uh reflect the love of Jesus Christ to everyone who steps foot in our doors. Um, We offer a a really large uh, number of curriculum, and um, uh, it's uh, an Earn While You Learn program. So whether someone's pregnant or they have a two-year-old or they're a grandparent um, trying to work with grandchildren, we have curriculum all the way up from pregnancy until a child turns eighteen years old. Oh and yeah, uh, it, it's 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 enormous the amount of, of curriculum we have. And one of the one of the nice things about COVID was that it gave us an opportunity to update our curriculum. I always say I don't want curriculum that's older than our clients and so we have some very new curriculum. Um, but what we do is we meet with the with the, uh, a client one-on-one for about an hour a week. They go through curriculum that, that's in-house and meet with a lay counselor. That's all free. They earn points from that visit that they can use to purchase items in our parenting shop. And that includes diapers, um, clothing, blankets strollers uh cribs just we've all of these things have most of everything has been donated by the community and Mm -hmm. we also have sexual integrity programs for young people who obviously would not be uh cashing points in for items in the parenting shop so we have gift cards for them Um, It could be the Dollar Tree. It could be Walmart. Uh, Sometimes we go out just special to buy something for them so that they can cash in their points. But, um, you know, the COVID uh, issue was really uh, kind of a blessing in a way because we remarkably had uh, offered more lessons this year than we did last year. And the reason we could do that was because even though we were closed for two months, we could give curriculum to our clients via text or email by using Bright Course, which was an online curriculum offered by uh, Heritage House. So we were able to actually exceed the number of lessons that we were able to provide over last year. So I kind of, have I answered questions that you might have?
2: Yes, um, I think I'd like to go back to the beginning um, of a young woman, let's say, who comes in, she suspects that she may be pregnant or she wants to know if she's pregnant and she's very Mm -hmm. frightened. And you also mentioned sexual integrity, which has got to, you know, which is a part of how you need to communicate with them. But those early hours yeah. with a right. frightened young woman or a, right. a man and a woman must be very, very critical.
6: Yeah. Um, that That is probably our most um, concerning issue is when someone comes in, they're pregnant, they're young. They don't yell at you and say, I'm going to get an abortion. This is something you have to um, by by meeting with that person. You you really don't know, and so you want. First of all, we do free pregnancy tests, and um, so that's that's one of the first things that we'll do. But um, we interview the, the individual, and um, if they do test pregnant, then we give them a positive pregnancy bag. All of these things have been donated to us. And it, it just contains all kinds of things for the baby and for her. And the point that we like to, to stress is that we are there to serve both the baby and the young lady. And we understand that, uh, she could very likely be scared to death and, and, uh, just is what is in what we call the abortion pit. And our purpose is to give her a hand and help her walk out of that pit so that she feels like, you know, I can be brave. Um, I can do hard things, and, and this might be one of them. And we will support her both through material items, through lessons, but also through love and prayer. And, uh, we make, uh, them feel, and, and this is what we do with all of our clients, but especially someone who is abortion vulnerable. And I really don't care how young that person is. Um, if, and, and, you know, there was a, an article in, a, a, a magazine not too long ago, and this was a young man whose, uh, mother had been raped and she chose to, to carry him. She did put him up for adoption. But you meet someone who could have very easily um, been destroyed, and yet you know you see two victims um, in in something like that: the the young lady who was raped, and then the baby who who she in turn uh, kills. So we 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 can see the writing on the wall on that. We don't get graphic or anything like that. We just want. Uh, the young lady, to understand that that she has a lot of help surrounding her. She's not alone.
2: Anita, um, you and I have worked together, and you have shared some thoughts on our radio station. We're grateful for that, and we want to continue that relationship. But uh, more, more recently, just, what was it, a week ago or so, we were together out on the street for the March for Life uh, which you sponsored here in Payson. <clears throat> Do you want to give an overview of how you thought that demonstration went?
6: Yes. Um I was watching the weather report for 10 days before that, and uh, it was rain, 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 all the way up until the day of the march. And we knew that we were not going to have the turnout that we had the year before, which was sunny and bright and warm and perfect, and we had over 300 people that came out for that. But what was so interesting was that, um, as it turned out, the weatherman was wrong, and God had a different idea about it. <laughs> so that window of time, those two hours from 10 to 12, it did not rain, and we had about 30 minutes of sunshine just right on top of us and uh, but remarkably we we had probably over well over 100 people that that turned out for that and that was in spite of all of the predictions that it was going to rain the whole time so we we were extremely happy about that um and and it was a happy event you know it's a positive pro uh, life life affirming event and
2: and it went very very well we my wife dee and i were out there and uh, we just got so much positive affirmation from people driving by opening their windows and the, you know the car yes. windows and just waving and smiling and thumbs up mm-hmm. it was so wonderful
6: it was. And, you know, I, one of the signs that I love, I love so many of these signs, but one of them that I get a kick out of is the one that says honk for life. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you can hear people in their cars honking all the way up the B line, you know. And when those truckers honk, you hear it all over town. <laughs> for sure. And for sure. Uh, I, I've, I always say whenever I hear that, it sounds like angels are singing all the way up to heaven.
2: <laughs> well, uh, Anita, I want to wrap our time up uh, because of the show that we're in. But I do want to ask if somebody is interested in donating or if somebody is interested in volunteering, how can they get in touch with you?
6: Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, our phone number is 928-474-7466, um, and you caught me off guard here on our email address. But I would say that if if they call that phone number and say they want to volunteer or they want to donate, believe me, we'll get back to them.
2: For sure. Okay. All right. Well, Anita Christie, bless you for your pro-life work in the community. Pro-life is definitely under attack these days and we need your witness and your work
6: yes Um, it is under attack and I think that a lot of people simply do not understand what the pro-life movement is about and how much we support the mother and uh, to help her be brave and and help her understand that this is uh, a a live human being that she that she really um, it's a short period of time uh, the panic and the fear and, and, and all of that is a short period of time. But abortion is forever. And, uh, and we have a lot of volunteers who have had abortions. Um, and, and so it's, it, there are a lot of people who understand and want to try to help someone not make the same mistake.
2: Anita Christie, thank you very much for coming on our program, Catholic Vitamins. And uh, we'll keep you in our prayers. Thank you so much. Thank you, once again, Anita Christie from the uh, New Beginnings Pregnancy and Parenting Center in Payson, Arizona. For those of you listening around the World Wide Web, I know that this may seem centered on our community here, but the overarching theme of this is life, whether in Rolla, Missouri, or Payson, Arizona, or wherever you live. D. Uh, we had Tony Agnessi on about ashes, and I did that because this show will run until just before time to uh, have ashes imposed on Ash Wednesday. I think the date is February 17th, and uh, we want to encourage people to start preparing their hearts and minds for oh, Lent. I'm looking at your calendar. It's still in January.
1: Oh, so. well, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. All right. All right. So let's do our book giveaway right now. All right. We're continuing to offer Jesus and the Dead Sea Scrolls, revealing the Jewish roots of Christianity. This is written by John Bergsma,
2: Dr. John Bergsma, actually. Great book. I'm reading it myself, and we have another one to give away. Uh, We're doing an extended giveaway on this because Dr. Bergsma donated one for our uh, listeners. Dear... The show has been uh, co-sponsored or underwritten by uh, the Knights of Columbus. They are founded on the principles of charity, unity, and fraternity. Established, I think Pete Dome said this earlier, in 1882 by Father Michael J. McGivney, who was at that time an assistant pastor in New Haven, Connecticut, and a group of parishioners joined him. Today, uh, Father McGivney, the late Father McGivney, is being considered for sainthood. And service and charity are at the heart of the Knights. And um, the national website for the Knights is www.kofc.org. And there's a long, long um, email address, or not email address, website address for the local Payson Council And uh, I'm not going to bother to read that, but if you Google uh, Payson, Knights of Columbus, you can find their website. I want to thank them for their support for us, for sure. And uh, they've been with us since the beginning of our radio station. D. we have uh, some prattle that we didn't get to. Maybe we can carry a little bit of it over to our next show.
1: Maybe we will. I'm just going to mention real quick that I, I'm like four podcasts late in mentioning the fact that we closed our Catholic Vitamins postal box.
2: So post don't send anything to <laughs> P.O. box. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I did
1: change it on the website. So oh, if good. anybody happened to
2: good.
1: look at, you know, went they there looking for an address, would tell them that if you need an address, you just have to email us and ask for an address if you want to mail something.
2: Once again, the Pregnancy Resource Center in Rolla, Missouri, <clears throat> their phone number is 573-368-5700, <clears throat> and we'll post their web address when we post the show. <clears throat> thanks, everyone, for listening, and thanks to the Knights of Columbus.
1: Bye. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And we'll see you next time on Catholic Vitamins.
3: Would you like to hear a story, child? Can I sit upon my knee? This is how you like. She couldn't care.